What is going on, fellows, folks, and friends? This is the Big Dudes in the Traces podcast. I am Doug. Over here is Bug, and Tug is with us as well, surprisingly. Glad he could make it. Not surprisingly. <laughs> I was going to be here. You said you were going to be late, and then you're I not said late. I might be a little late. You, When you say you might be late, you're always late, except for today. No, that's so not the first time I've done that. I'm still surprised that you're here, put it that way. All right, fair enough. <laughs> you also but, have no faith in me, and that was proved last night. That sounds really weird. If you don't know the context, I'm going to leave it alone. So that's, <laughs> let your minds wander, folks. Uh, I, I just I do want to say before we get started here, we're going to be talking about week 10 of the college football season. It's coming up. It's very exciting. I love week 10. It's a good time. Uh, other things to talk about, though, before we do get started here. A uh, couple of holidays this week. Tuesday was... Uh, College Football Playoff Selection Committee Day. Good. No other holiday on Tuesday. Know that for sure. Uh, yesterday was a Catholic bullshit holiday. And today is National Devil Egg Day, which is... Oh, that's the, that's the one we're really, that's one we really care about. <laughs> that, that is absolutely the one we already care We actually care about. <laughs> it is also a day filled with rivalry games. So if you're not watching us, hopefully that means you're watching some college football and you checked us out after the fact. We are doing this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches. It's the best place to catch us because you can talk to us live and we'll answer questions and interrupt everything that we're talking about in order to answer your questions. That's how that works around here. Uh, Otherwise, recommend checking us out on YouTube. We're also live on YouTube. YouTube YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches is the fastest way to reach us or just search for the big dudes in the trenches. Also, also valid. That's the most extensive self plug intro I have ever done in my life. I know. I'm kind of How's impressed. I wanted, to, I wanted to see how far you'd take it because I, I really, I was really curious when we were going to, I don't know, stop doing a weird self-promotion <laughs> at the beginning of our own show. Well, well, we just have to go on a little bit further because uh, part of the rules means you have to follow us on X at PDT Football. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of X, though, really weird. I haven't been able to load that many posts today. It's not called tweets anymore, I guess, either. They're called X's. Uh, no. That's not My X's live true. in Texas, allegedly. That is true. Uh, all of them do, actually. It's really crazy. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, no, but I haven't been able to load that many posts today on X. And it's been really disappointing because I'm sure it's another news-filled day full of Connor Stallion's bullshit. And I love tracking that because it's hilarious at this point. What's also stupid and hilarious to me is that Jim McElwain has had to answer more questions than Jim Harbaugh has. So. <laughs> I mean, why? Because he was on the sidelines at Central Michigan at one point for some reason. Oh, Who God. the fuck knows? This shit's getting really weird. <laughs> did, did he have a Central Michigan manifesto? Uh, nobody has Central Michigan hat and shirt. Ah, and good. spy glasses that you can good. see on video where the light turns on. He's recording the other sideline. I love it. Yeah. I don't love it personally. Sounds, sounds right. 
this man will never work in football again. Other or potentially their punishment for the school of North should be that they have to hire him as their next head coach. <laughs> Is that really a punishment? He's just going to cheat. Uh, well, you know, have to hire him and have the restrictions of playing by the rules. Yeah, that's not Who how that works. Just because you say you have to obey the rules does not mean they actually obey the rules. Who okay, Mr. Lawyer Pants down there. Rules. Figure it out, fucker. We're, it's, it's, we didn't get into the show, guys. We're seven minutes deep. I know. I know. This is your fault. You started this. This is literally all you. Not true. You guys are preventing me from continuing the show. Let's move on. <laughs> literally right uh, now, it's your fault. Rules. How is it my fault? It's your fault. <laughs> All right, the rules though. Oh, so we're update the rule. Oh, now we have it there. See if he okay, we're good. Bruh, it's been on there all season. Uh, we're picking every ranked versus ranked matchup. Of course, this is the very episode the switchover happens. We're going from the AP poll to the college football playoff committee rankings for the FBS. Still using the stats before I'm top 25 because that playoff committee doesn't actually release a rankings uh, except for the top 10 that they drop randomly at some points out of 16 teams that make the playoffs more than that it's 24 okay out of 24 teams that make the playoffs you said that the six the 16 team was only for 2020 for the shortened season because there were less teams playing anyway that's fair (laughs) in addition to picking all those games we pick every rivalry matchup as far as i can tell we're literally the only place that picks every single rivalry game every week. Uh, I have tried to find other places that do that, and they don't. So go BDT football. Very nice. Right. Uh, and in addition to all that mess, we also pick our own additional games that we like to talk about every single week. It's a great time. It is. I know, Bug, you're very excited for one this week. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, speaking of rivalries... One that we picked that's taking place tonight. My pick is winning currently, thirteen to seven. Troy leading South Alabama. Yes, I picked Troy. No, you, I I didn't say you, you didn't. Did, I just said but... that I picked them. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> no, was... no, you did. You did. <laughs> I had a point there. I'm just gonna leave it alone. We're moving on. Let's. <laughs> Let's go to the first rivalry matchup of the week, which was actually last night. Kent State at Akron. Fuck a you, fucking Doug. blizzard. Fuck you. It was not a blizzard. It was snowing for a little bit in the first quarter, and then it stopped. You, Come on. You saw the Air Force Colorado State game, right? They that made was it look, a blizzard. They made it look pretty damn snowy. Just uh, well, they also kept going to the blimp shots, and every aerial shot of the game looked like the stadium was completely fucking empty. Brutal. Yeah. Well, it probably was. Well, it's Wednesday night. It was not completely empty. But anyway, uh, this is the first offensive touchdown that Akron has scored against Kent State in like three years when they've played at Akron, at least. Uh, And they put up fucking 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. I love it. To pull this bullshit out, go fuck yourself, Tug. No, I will not. I will bask go, in the glory. Go of zip victory. yourself. <laughs> he has. He is known to zip his wiener up in his jeans. Oof, that has happened. Yeah, go zip yourself. Tug. It's worse punishment. <laughs> look, look. Golden all I'm saying is, is I prevented 
I prevented the skunk, and I happened to take a win with it, too. You prevented the zip, which is weird because you do it all the time. I like did it grown, once. For a grown man, you do it way too often. You know this by now. You say or do one thing one time, and we will clown you for the rest you're, of your life. You're lucky I don't put it on a pole of what age should be the last time you zip your cock up in your fucking zipper. Talking about dicks and zippers, and you say put it on a pole. That's yeah, real weird. <laughs> oh, now it's going up on a pole for sure, along with what we should call one of our rivalries, or at least what I'm doing yeah. in rivalry. It's my game to watch. We'll get there. This record... These records are updated to include that Kent State Akron debacle, the, the battle for the wagon wheel that Akron pulled out on fucking nowhere. Hey, Mama, rock me. Unfortunately, yeah. she's only rocking tug. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this show's so weird, man. Let's let's we gotta just, move on. We gotta move on. Tonight, as we are live, there are three games going on. All three of them are rivalries, so we made picks for all three of them. Starting us off with TCU at Texas Tech. Texas Tech's up at half. Actually, it's a little bit into the third quarter now. 20-14, to 14, TCU yep. just scored. Just scored. I I have uh, it up. I'm watching college ball, okay? Are you happy? I can't fucking believe it. I expected you to have all of your monitors. You didn't even have us up on any <laughs> screen. You just had nothing but Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Oh, just all of my screens. Yeah, nothing yeah. but NFL action, I'm sure. Too cocky of NFL action. And then you're going to justify it by saying Kirk Herbstreet does the games. Like, he, oh, God, yeah. no. I wouldn't even make that <laughs> argument. Like, oh, God, no. What's, what's wrong with Kirk Herbstreet? He's not as good in the NFL as he is at college. I mean, he that's true for his career as well. But yeah, like, I think his, his broadcasting career, I feel like it's kind of lateral. He, 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 no, I enjoy he, him he, more. As, he prefers college. You can tell. Yeah, yes. As do we. So we're talking about college football. Get back on track here. Next up, Wake Forest at Duke. This one is at halftime at the moment. 14 to 14. Uh, Riley Leonard's not playing. I I know Graham Barton was a game time decision. And their left guard, who I can't remember the name of at the moment. Shame on me. Uh, was also a game time decision. Their two best offensive linemen. Uh, the fact that they're tied right now is impressive to me in itself. It feels like Wake Forest should be dominating. They were for a minute there, but Duke with uh, 14 points in the second quarter to tie the ball game. Yep. See how this goes. And then, of course, we all did pick Troy, the only game that we all agreed on. Troy did the take the lead. The only game I wasn't the dissenter on. You know, it... it happens sometimes and look It'll at how different. well it's going for us if you would just agree with us on all the other ones we'd have had just as good a look but no yeah no mm-hmm. we would have been skunked on all of them so far no i no, i firmly believe that akron would have lost and fucked it up <laughs> Me too. well see Actually. i gotta catch i gotta catch up to doug so therefore no I you need, don't i do no you don't i do you do not need to i have to catch up to both of you I don't, know what, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. Ben, here. you have bowl season. That's going There's to There's not happen. that many fucking bowl games. There are 40. You'll be fine. <laughs> You're expecting I'm I'm expecting to go like maybe 30 and 10. That's You're gonna go 40. Yeah, and I'm gonna go 15 we're gonna and go 10 and 30. <laughs> we all picked Troy. They're up 14, 7 and a half. Because <clears throat> South it's Alabama's kind of ass. And no matter how many times I say that, y'all don't want to fucking listen. 
I don't want to fucking listen because look at how badly they beat Oklahoma State to start the season, and Oklahoma State got into the top 25. Fuck this committee, dude. Uh, Speaking of. (laughs) The fucking committee happened. Now we go back to the bullshit. Oh, my gosh, dude. Air Force at 25 really pissed me off. The bullshit? Let's. Here, hold on. Let's stick on this for a second. The fact that your team was number one and you were more pissed off that Air Force was 25, you didn't even talk about the fact it, that Ohio State was one. It right. was mentioned because you went through the whole list, but you spent the whole right. time bitching about how everybody else was ranked. Me- meanwhile, here I am as an Air Force fan going, yeah, okay, I can see where they're coming from. Like, I can't you're see not where they're coming from. Happy. No, I am Oh, happy. my gosh. No, Doug's not. Oh. I hate that we are number one for the record. That's the real issue. Every year that we've been ranked number one, we've blown it somehow. Every year we've been slept on, we make it in and at least do well. But we need some thing, we need some good things to happen for me to be happy. I'm not happy at the moment with any of this. Fuck the playoff committee. <laughs> I I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say. As fairly impartial to Air Force, I don't th- – and with bias against Tulane, I guess yeah, you there could it is. say. But legitimately, I don't think Tulane should be as high as they are. Three weeks in a row, they've skated by and just barely gotten away with the win, and they already have a loss on top of that. So I I they am an advocate. They Ole Miss, and they're number 24. It's not like they're that high. <laughs> they they should be swapped with Air Force. All right, that's that's all I'm saying. I I'm fully an advocate for, you know, your champion until you lose, and they have not lost a conference game, so good on them. But guess what? They lost to a non-conference opponent, which is something that they didn't do. They beat a much better non-conference opponent in the Cotton Bowl last year, but we're gonna give them we're gonna give them a pass because they it was an SEC team that they lost to. I guess it does just mean more. So. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even brought it up. I, I might have a much different tune next week if Air Force handles its business against Army. Uh, but the way they've played, like you you guys keep bringing up the last few weeks, Air Force looked good last week against Colorado State. They looked okay against Wyoming, and they looked honestly kind of average against Navy. So I like I said, I'm looking at the last few weeks too going, this, this kind of makes sense. Uh, I just believe firmly with every fiber of my being Every Power Five team is much more terrified of the triple option in a bowl game than they are of Tulane. That's probably fair. One hundred. Because I, I, I was going to say, if we really want to have this argument, the question becomes: Tulane versus Air Force head to head right now. Who are you taking? I would take Air Force almost one hundred percent on that. Yes, I think because we I've all would because we're hoping for the Blue Falcon. No, okay, Blue Falcon <laughs> has already happened. <laughs> The Blue Falcon straight up. The Blue Falconing aside, legitimately, Tulane has not looked as dominant as they have in years past. I don't believe they even play Navy this year, so it's not even like I have a a one to one comparison, if you want to call it that, because Navy looks like shit this year. It's a one to half comparison, really. Yeah, my point is Tulane their their tenacity is the only thing that's got them through to the point that they're at. They have not been the better team in a lot of their games. That's fair. That's just that's that's just what it is. They they're getting by on heart, which is great. But we saw what happened when they played a good team, when they played a better team in Ole Miss. No, no, that's fair. I do agree with that to an extent. I would also say 
Another thing I would be looking for in that matchup is whether Air Force's quarterback is fully healthy or not, which feels like a weird topic for some reason that no one's really talking about. Uh, well, when you have Troy a track- Calhoun came out and said he's out for the season, and then he played the next game, so who knows? So, so, <laughs> and here's the thing: you say it sounds weird, but when you have a no shit conference champion at track in the 200 meter on your team at quarterback, that is a big deal in the triple option offense. No, I meant it as if he's healthy, I would pick Air Force. If he's not, I would pick Tulane. I I said it's it's a weird conversation because Air Force itself is being weird about the conversation. Not not that it doesn't matter. That's fair. I just I want to throw this out here too before we get going. Okay. Uh, Last thing. Yeah, last thing. If we look if this was next year, one through twelve would be the Big Ten, the SEC, and then Florida State as the lone representative of any other conference. Good. And depending on litigation, Florida State might be going to the Big Ten soon anyway. So, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so then our first team from a different conference would be Louisville in the ACC, and then we're back to an SEC team. I thought Florida State was expected to go to the SEC. Nah. We'll see. We'll see. If if – Conversation for a different time. We need to move on. Let's talk about the rank Press. versus rank matchups. Uh, starting us off here at noon, big nude kickoff. Number 23, Kansas State at Texas. Uh, Matthew McConaughey will be the guest picker for big nude kickoff. Can they pick anybody else when Texas plays? Like, I feel like this happens every time they go no, to he, Austin. He, they he's pick been Matthew doing McConaughey. Game day. He's been doing game day a lot more. I think it's the first time I've seen him do big nude kickoff. Oh, big nude. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Yep. I assume game day it's was not there. big noon. It's big nude. Get it right. Is it naked news now? Yes. Have, have we got an update on Quinn Ewers or is it? Uh, oh, God, I blanked on their second string. Uh, not that Kirby. it's a huge deal. Um, I actually it's, don't know the answer to that. It's not Arch Manning. That's the only thing I know. No, it's, it's Blake Murphy. I already said, but I yeah. don't know the answer to whether or not Quinn Ewers is playing. Either way, I'm picking Texas. Yeah, for me personally, that doesn't make that big of a difference, but it is important to note going in, I still take Texas. We're all going with the Horns, which feels like we're not giving Kansas State enough credit uh, considering they are the reigning conference champions. Uh, But this Texas team is actually legit this year, question mark. This this feels like we're going to get fucked on this one. Prepare for the meme. And prepare for the meme here, too. Yep. You're guaranteed memeing right here. Uh, William and Mary at Albany. Uh, Great Danes have had a wonderful season to this point, much better than most people, including us, anticipated. William and Mary has been about what everybody expected, right up near the top of the CAA, like hanging around with some teams. This feels like a very important game as far as the CAA is concerned, but also kind of a might be a play-in game for the playoff. I know it's a little bit early to be talking that way about a game like this, but it feels like the winner has a much better shot at making that field. No, I would absolutely agree, especially with where they're sitting. You already can see that they're on the cusp of making it or not. Um, At the 23 and 24 spot, the last two teams theoretically to get in, not not counting non-ranked conference champions that automatically get in. Uh, no, this absolutely has has that effect. These guys 
whoever wins this game will have an inside track to the FCS playoffs. My money is going to be on Albany at home. And it's like you said, it's going to be a big game. Next up, Furman at Chattanooga. God. This This slide is ugly so far. Yeah. yeah, I I think I cleaned it up here in a minute, but it's ugly so far. Uh, So Furman has looked phenomenal, got to say. And Chattanooga has been so under the radar that it feels weird that we haven't talked about them enough. Uh, it's number two at number 14. Like, Chattanooga is legitimately a good team here. We're all picking Furman, though. Like, we all picked the Great Danes. We all picked Texas. This is uh, this is a dangerous slide, but yeah. I didn't I didn't talk a lot during the William & Mary Albany game because I feel like I know, like, I'm just going to say Albany has fucked me before, and I'm not going to let it happen again. By picking against them, Furman's very much the same way. But the other piece that you got to look at is we talk about it all the time, how there's this massive gap in the FCS right now. And I feel like Chattanooga is certainly on the wrong side of that gap in this matchup. Maybe. I, I, I agree completely. And oh. where this comes down to for me is we had said from the beginning of the year that this is Furman's conference. Uh, I do believe that. And, if it's going to be your conference, you need to handle your business. Even if it's on the road, that is the one X factor in this game that I cannot predict is that it's a road game. Uh, but I'm still going to go with Furman on this one. Yeah. I don't have a great reasoning like that. I just uh, picked Furman uh, next up South Dakota at Southern Illinois, uh, the coyotes and the Salukis here in a big game to determine who might be second or third or fourth place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Who, who gets the right to play South Dakota State in the conference championship game? There is Those no conference championship game. Oh, I thought there was. No. Uh, <laughs> Sadness. Either way, this game is at Southern Illinois, which has made me feel pretty comfortable picking the Salukis. I don't like how comfortable I am picking the Salukis, though. Like, South Dakota is a good team. So, what you said right there is exactly why I took South Dakota. I knew Ben was going to take the Salukis. I actually do like the Salukis at home, uh, but I also can see the path for South Dakota. So, I, I'm going to eat the bullet here, uh, and I'm going to take the the Coyotes uh, to prevent the the, the skunking, uh, to prevent the dogging, uh, and see what we get here. But... Uh, your face scares me now, but yeah, I'm. T- I'm. Yeah, t- this I, is a, this is an anti meme pick for me. I guess coyotes are dogs. They are dogs. Uh, what I'm looking at raw dogging, raw dogging. What I'm looking at though is how SIU moved the ball against South Dakota State versus how South Dakota moved the ball against South Dakota State last week. Yeah, uh, both of them had the advantage of being able to play at home too. And for one, SIU had a much better passing attack which I think is just indicative of Nick Baker, Dante Cox, mostly. I mean, there's 88 yards through the air between the two of them anyway, and SIU's only touchdown. The other thing I want to crack into and look at a little bit is how SIU ran against South Dakota State versus how uh, how South Dakota ran against South Dakota State, and then conversely, how South Dakota State ran against South Dakota because, let's face it, SIU's pass game is lacking in the sense that they don't have a ton of guys to throw the ball to. They don't have a back like Isaiah Davis, but they don't have a bunch of slouches back there either. I, I just I get the feeling that 
looking at the numbers and having been at the SIU game, SIU is going to have a much easier time moving the ball than South Dakota is going to have against the Salukis. And that's – if this becomes a defensive battle, it becomes a defensive battle, but the offense is going to crack through at some point, and I trust SIU to do that more than I trust South Dakota at this point, especially with the performance they put on last week. No, that's entirely fair, and we're finally starting to get to the point in the season where we have common opponents to compare these teams like that. Uh, this is probably one of the first realistic times we've had a chance to actually do that. Yeah, so and it's crazy. Somewhere. It's crazy, too, because it went South Dakota State. Like, these these are three games in succession, too. So yes. we're going to get to see sort of a rubber match of sorts here, uh, at least for the dogs against uh, the well, entire the state of South Dakota. Uh, so we're not getting raw dogged. We are getting a rubber match instead. God. Uh, also, also it has slide. been confirmed that Quinn Ewers had a an actual uh, separation Ooh. of the shoulder, a little bit of a – it's not season-ending, but it is a full dislocation. Malik Murphy is going to be playing. It is – might not be season-ending, but it is concerning for Quinn Ewers. Yeah, it's – Probably means he'll be coming back to college. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Bad news for Arch we'll Manning, actually. That's really who gets screwed in this one. It might be good news I, for him, too. But yeah. That's a different story. Yeah, maybe he'll transfer. Uh, next up, the Dakota marker is a ranked versus ranked matchup. Number 11, North Dakota State at number one, South Dakota State. Yeah, we're all picking the Jackrabbits here. North Dakota State's looked a little bit vulnerable this season. Uh, at, at least when you compare it to <laughs> it's weird nine to of the that. past 11 years. <laughs> it's weird to say that. They're six and two, and yeah, they were looking vulnerable. And now, granted, in those two losses, they did not look good. But it's still weird to say that. And the only game that South Dakota State really felt vulnerable in was, was SIU. at SIU. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even then, honestly, the second half, they kind of physically dominated the scoreboard didn't reflect that, but South Coast State feels like one of those teams. If they're on, they're on. You're not. You're not beating them. Yeah. <laughs> I so, feel like the scoreboard reflects it. That's when SIU did their work. But I digress. Yeah, South Dakota State is the better team this year in all facets of the game, and it's again. I want to point this out. South Dakota number nine, SIU ten, North Dakota State number eleven. That's yeah. how packed and how tight it is in the Missouri Valley Football Conference right now. Next up, number 12, Missouri this at one number two, me. Georgia. It doesn't, it doesn't scare me in the slightest. We're talking about Missouri here. Uh, we did all pick Georgia, which is why Tug is scared. He's shaking his boots over the Missouri Tigers. Uh, so but- here, here's my thing is <laughs> if, if this were in Missouri, I probably would take Mizzou this year. Uh, George has been a different team at home in Athens, but at the same time, they, this is their first real test of the season. Like if we're breaking it down, this, how these teams have played, this is their first real test of the season. They really haven't had much else. They did play a really good UT Martin. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm not letting you get away with that. No denied. I think Missouri's a little overrated and I'm not all that impressed with their offense it's very boomer bust they if they move the ball if they can get those short dump off passes and eventually get one to break long they're they're going to be in business but the problem is i don't see how they're going to get the dump off passes and i know george is not going to let them have anything over the top 
They don't have much of a run game to speak of. I don't see how this team is going to stack up against the number two team in the country. And let's be real, Georgia's been number one in the AP poll until, you know, they probably still are in the AP poll. But we're going with the college football playoff poll. Uh, this is still a very, very, very good Georgia team. I I would not be concerned about Mizzou right here. Like I yeah. said, Georgia, George, if this were on the road, I'd be a lot more concerned. Uh, Georgia has not played well on the road this year. They haven't had a lot of road tests either. Uh, but when they go home, they lock it down and they play lights out. So, well, it's the SEC, so tests. It don't just matter. means more. They just it just means more, and there you know. So, <laughs> next up, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, and of course, what ESPN is advertising is the last bedlam in history of forever. That's not going to happen there will be another one at some point uh but it's not on the schedule at the moment so everyone's freaking out oklahoma oklahoma state have had a very long storied history of oklahoma beating the dog shit out of <laughs> oklahoma state <laughs> it's so true uh, tug and i are picking the sooners but bug you're going with number 22 the pokes here I, I am going with the pokes for the simple reason that yes this is the most one-sided rivalry in the history of college football and I know Oklahoma State's pissed that Oklahoma is leaving the conference, therefore all but ending the rivalry, at least the annual part of the rivalry, uh, as far as we know right now. I know there's probably not a lot of interest from administration, considering that, hey, we lose this one all the fucking time. Why do we want to keep going it? But I got a feeling that the players are going to give a shit, and this game is going to be in Stillwater. So I'm going to give a little bit of an edge to Oklahoma State I feel like if you can you can get these guys fired up, wash away an uh, entire history of a bad taste in your mouth, knowing that you won the last one, quote unquote, and maybe you uh maybe you get Oklahoma to want to extend that rivalry, get that get that free win every year, right? So we'll we'll see what happens. I this is not an anti meme pick. This is legitimate. I do think I do think Oklahoma State is going to come out ready and has a has a shot here. In your defense, over the past couple weeks, Oklahoma State has looked better. Uh, what scares me is when a good team comes off of a bad loss, and Oklahoma is not a great team, but they are a good team. Uh, they tend to play like an elite team the next week to make corrections. That's what scares me in this game. Oklahoma's coming off a bad loss. Uh, they should have won against Kansas. Was it Kansas? Okay. Uh, they should have won against Kansas. They let it slip. They looked bad the week before. This is the market correction game for Oklahoma. And that'll do it for the afternoon slate here. Going on to the, the nightcaps. Three more ranked versus ranked games to go. Very packed weekend here for us. Number five, Washington at number 20, USC. You can't stand that they are ranked at all, but they are. We're all picking Washington because USC fucking sucks ass. I just want Caleb Williams to get exposed for a third time this year so I can stop fucking hearing about how he's a number one pick because he's fucking not. He can't play against good defenses. And you, everybody was, it, here's what's really going to piss me off is everybody's talking this motherfucker up. Oh, he's can't miss. He's got to be the number one pick. He's going to replace whoever the fuck gets the number one pick at their job, blah, blah. And I guarantee you this. If the Bears keep their goddamn pick, 
not only will he suck for the Bears, he'll suck for whatever fucking team takes him number one, and everybody's going to talk about how much of a fucking bust he was and how that team can't develop a fucking quarterback. Let's go, pissed off bug. All right, so I'm taking Washington because USC's defense can't stop a uh, a beach ball. So, uh, yeah. That was really the best you could come up with. Yeah, I, I thought I was going somewhere, and I wasn't. You, you tried. I'll give it to you. Next up, LSU at Alabama. LSU is underrated, in my opinion, as I already said earlier in the episode, at number 14 there. But it's also Alabama. We are all picking the Crimson Tide here. I, one interesting stat before I let you guys jump on this. If LSU pulls this out, big if, if that happens, Jalen Daniels will become the second quarterback ever to beat Nick Saban back-to-back years. Can you name the other quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back years? Was Is it, it Johnny Tim Tebow? Manziel? Neither of you are correct. Was it, hold on, was it back in his LSU days? No. Okay. It I was no also idea. not in his Alabama days. Oh, wait. It was also not in his Miami was it Dolphins Tom Brady? days. Oh. No. It was Drew fucking Breeze of the Purdue Boilermakers. Oh, back in the Michigan State days. Oh, 1998-1999. So Jalen Daniels sheet. could enter some elite territory if he does pull this one out in Tuscaloosa. J- Jalen Daniels, <laughs> number one overall pick confirmed. I, I just want to say I legitimately thought about taking LSU, but I decided getting corndogged would be better than getting this pick right. So if LSU wins, we're getting corndogged because you should know. Brian Kelly doesn't coach well against good teams like other elite coaches. You've had this take forever, and LSU is doing really well, except for the two times they played Florida State. (laughs) Florida State's not the only good team. What happened the last time Brian Kelly went against Nick Saban? They won. It was... It it was in LSU last year. Oh, last year. I was thinking oh back gosh, to his Notre dude. Dame national championship game. <laughs> you just got done talking about how good Mizzou is, which, by the way, a Brian Kelly coach LSU beat. And how you would all, you would take Mizzou over Georgia yep. if this game was at Ferret Field that holds about 15 fucking people. And they can't win a game facing a certain fucking end zone. Nobody praised me for my consistency. That is correct. <laughs> Moving right along here. <laughs> number seven, Sacramento State at number four, Montana, is the latest ranked versus ranked game of the day. Big Sky has given us some huge matchups this season. Another top ten battle here. I have hated on both of these schools at some point this season, I feel like. Um, Montana has really turned things around, though. After starting off the season looking really soft, they have come out and played very well the past couple of weeks. Feels like maybe a course correction to the median for both schools here this week to me. Because of that, I am taking the Hornets, although I understand that is a huge gamble. And the home team Grizzlies do make quite a bit of sense. I mean, that's really what it comes down to for me is Montana's looked really good recently. Uh, they have seemed to course correct themselves. Uh, and then Montana at home is is no slouch. It is a rough place to play. Uh, so we're going to go with Montana and the Grizz. 
yeah, I'm gonna give them that uh that home field advantage buff, if you will, for the Grizz. But I I went back and forth on this one a lot because we we've talked about several times how Sacramento State isn't the team that they were last year, and that certainly is mm-hmm. true. But I I couldn't help but think this is this is Montana's game to lose. That's that's really just how this one feels. Fair. No, I, I understand that. I just feel like they probably it's it's very easy for them to lose it because they looked like a team who was going to lose all of these kind of matchups for the first couple weeks of the season. We'll see. We'll see. That's just the rank versus rank. We still have a whole slate of rivalries to go through here. Of course, you will have noticed some of those rank versus rank games were rivalries, but we talked about them in the rank versus rank because they're both ranked and it's fun to talk about them earlier. Uh, but the unranked rivalries starting us off on Friday night. That is tomorrow as we are live. That is today if you're catching us on Friday. And that's yesterday if you're listening to us late for some reason. Catch us live or as soon as we drop. Best best time. Uh, Friday here, two games. Both of them are rivalries starting off in New York. Boston College at Syracuse. Boston College is a little bit under the radar this season after a couple of pretty rough games to start off the year. Five and three is not a bad place to be. If Jeff Halfley can get him seven, eight wins this year, very possible he does come back, even though some people were talking about him on the hot seat, including myself earlier this season. <laughs> uh, however, I am taking the hometown Syracuse Orange in the Dome. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what the the official name of the dome is anymore, but that is such an insane place to play and things always seem to go the Orange's way uh, when they're like playing the at home. JMA Wireless Dome or something weird. It, it's the Carrier Dome forever and always. Uh, it should be. Just like it's always going to be the Liberty Bowl, but I digress. They just I don't want to say they're unbeatable at home. They do lose at home. It just feels like they're unbeatable and I don't trust Boston College. Yeah, Boston College is one of those teams that you can't quite know how to predict, but Syracuse also is one of those teams. I like the matchup here. Boston College has looked like a different team the past few weeks. Their opponents have not been top-notch, but they have looked like they have also gotten back on the right track here. Uh, You're fighting for bowl eligibility here. Get that out of the way. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And next up, border war in the Mountain West, Colorado State at Wyoming. Potentially the toughest place to play in all of the FBS. If you listen to the big dudes in the trenches, at least Wyoming is a very difficult stadium to perform well in. If you can jump out to a big lead in the first half, you're probably okay. If you go in with like a one or two score lead at halftime, that altitude eats at you by the middle of that fourth quarter. And it's It's called it's called the border war for a reason. These two schools are not that far apart. The elevation change between Laramie and Fort Carson actually is decently significant. Fort Carson's pretty fucking high up too. Oh, I'm though. sorry, Fort Collins. Uh, it's no, yeah, it's Fort about Collins. the same height as as Air Force, but that's still about a thousand feet up from there. I mean, it's still noticeable. Yeah, give it that. It, it's better than if you were at sea level, but it's still Correct. noticeable. It's better than San Diego State playing there. So yeah, we're yeah. I. Wyoming's a better team all around. I hate Wyoming, uh, but at the same time, 
they're a better team. They're at home, which I already gave them the edge there. Yeah, I'm taking Wyoming here. Yeah, Colorado State's been surprisingly decent this year for a, a lot of reasons. Uh, Wyoming's better. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> That's really all it comes down to. Next up, starting us off here on Saturday, Central Connecticut State University against Sacred Heart University in the Constitution State rivalry. This game can only be found on NEC front row. So figure that out if you want to watch this game. <laughs> have you figured you can, it out? I have not, actually. It's it's probably like a streaming service, and I'm going to try to get it off of Sacred Heart's uh, online schedule because that was the only place I could actually find a link to it at all. It's whatever. Central Connecticut State uh, is off to a three and five start this year. Sacred Heart, the only win they've had on the season is the last time that we talked about them in their other rivalry against St. Francis. So very weird season for Sacred Heart. Uh, not what they expected and really not what I expected out of Sacred Heart either. I am picking Sacred Heart, though. Just kind of because, I guess. That's where I'm, I'm at at this point. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Central Connecticut mostly because they're playing better than I expected them to. They, if you had said to me at the beginning of the year that Sacred Heart would be one and eight, I probably would have laughed at you. I was expecting a lot more out of them. If you had told me Central Connecticut would have had three wins at this point in the season, I probably also would have looked at you a little funny. I had them pegged for a one or two win campaign, uh, but that's not how this has gone. So let's go ahead and give them another win here. Yeah, I, I think some things eventually have to start going Sacred Heart's way. They We expect them to be a lot better than they are. Uh, I think they've got pride in this organization. they got pride in this uh, in this team. I think they're going to come out here and want to win this rivalry and maybe start getting on the right path for next season. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure if you go to necfrontrow.com, this game's going to be free. So Nice. Check it out. It's, worth, it's a good time. It's going to be great. Promise you. <laughs> I can't promise that, but I promise you. Next up, Cornell at Penn. The Trustees Cup here. Another Ivy League rivalry. These have been uh, a little bit wild at times. I feel like we season. get at least one a week. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the Ivy League for you. When they get playing each other, they have such a long history of playing each other. Yeah. That they all hate each other to some extent. Uh, I don't know the last time the Ivy League's roster has changed as far as membership. Probably been maybe when Penn joined them. I mean, it feels like the <laughs> 1790s or something. So Cornell at Penn this weekend, we're all picking the Quakers. Honestly, Penn just has a better team this year. They've looked better on the field. They're going to piece, piece it together. Uh, that, and I believe Cornell kind of fucked me over last time. So this is their punishment. Take that, who, Cornell. Who picks Cornell? Who even goes there? Nerds. <laughs> Yes, nerds I mean, go there. Correct. Yeah, it's the Ivy League. That's the whole point. <laughs> Next up, Army at number 25 Air Force in Denver, Colorado, Mother Mile High Stadium. I will be at this game. That is fantastic. You will see the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. It will be in attendance because if Air Force wins this game, they win the trophy yet again. If they lose, they have to wait and see the outcome of Army-Navy. They did. Our Air Force won 
commander in chiefs last year. Yes. So if it's a three way tie, it goes back to Air Force because that makes right. sense. Uh, they changed that again recently enough. There was a time there where it would be it would literally go down as a shared trophy. I forget. Which is worse. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Frankly, if it's shared, it should just go to the winner of the Army Navy game since that game is deemed so important it's not even played during the regular season. Stop trying to hurt me. Hey, win this week and it doesn't matter. I'm trying. Hey. <laughs> We're all picking Air Force because that's what we do around here. And they're uh, a next... better team. There's a many reasons why you take Air Force here, not just to try and get the Blue Falcon. I agree. I picked Air Force as well. I'm just... You it picked was it a given you want the we Blue were picking Falcon. Air Force. I want the nope. Blue Falcon. Nobody but I also want Air Force. Army, dude. Yeah, let's be real. Who show of hands? Who would pick Army if this game was against eight? Was eight and zero versus eight and zero? Show of hands, real quick. Oh, crazy! We would all pick Air Force anyway. Moving on. Look, I'm Next contractually up. obligated to pick Air Force. Okay. No, you are not. I kind of am. It's not a contract. <laughs> Next up, number twenty-one, UT Martin at Tennessee Tech. This is the second of three games in the Sergeant York Trophy uh, rivalry. Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State will be later this season, but UT Martin can win the Sergeant York Trophy here if they beat Tennessee Tech this weekend because they already beat Tennessee State earlier in the season. And we are all picking the Skyhawks to do just that. I like Uh, the hat. I like the hat. I like the logo. And this is another case of this team just looks better on the field right now. I'm not mean, even going to lie to you. When I was in school at Memphis is when I first found out that Tennessee Tech existed, and then I consistently forgot that it existed, except for one of my fraternity brothers had a Tennessee Tech shirt that he wore pretty frequently. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Tennessee Tech's a thing, and then I'd forget about them until he wore the shirt again. Nice. That sounds pretty accurate for Tech. I was going to say, it sounds about accurate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Next up here, UCF at Cincinnati, which – is a it's a budding rivalry it's still relatively new going back to their days in the american together cincinnati's looking for that first big 12 win though it would be hilarious if it comes against the knights of ucf it would barely fucking count that's Uh, honestly kind of why i picked him is i've got them in an old american style matchup here uh they're familiar with the opponent this frankly probably is their best chance to get a big 12 win uh, and it's at home, so I'm going to go and take the Bearcats here. Yeah, my problem is Cincinnati has looked very, very, very fucking lost since Luke Fickle left. Uh, UCF has not. Uh, they just are not as talented as I think they thought they were. So I don't know. Maybe they weren't fucking national champions. I'm picking them out of spite because, really, I don't want either of these teams to win. But I think UCF has a better chance of winning than Cincinnati. I knew when I put this game on the slides that you were going to have a hard time picking it because you hate both schools so much. I really I, thought about just you, putting a text box saying, fuck both these teams, give me a loss. It I, crossed, I thought you were I, just going to put Memphis's logo. That's what, <laughs> that's what Doug did with Idaho State. <laughs> I just I said, fuck it, give me somebody else. <laughs> Memphis wins the because these two teams don't have to fuck us over with the referees every year. Next up, number 11, Penn State at Maryland. 
The wheels have been falling off the Maryland go round. Yeah, but uh, October is over. The month of October and November has never been any better for them. So <laughs> here come the Nittany Lions getting themselves back on track after a rough weekend against Indiana. We're all picking Penn State. Yeah, it's a get right game for Penn State. Maryland has not looked good. They've struggled uh, the past three weeks. Granted, one of them is forgivable against Ohio State, but then a bad loss to uh, Illinois. And uh, who was the other one last week? Was it Northwestern? Northwestern. Yeah, that's not good. Not looking good. Not playing an angry Penn State team. You mentioned Indiana. We've talked about Texas Tech already on this show. I just want to say RIP Bobby Knight, the legend. You should join our Discord. We have commemorated Bobby Knight in all the ways he would want to be remembered. Um, and I'm talking about Indiana and Bobby Knight because Maryland fucking sucks once they start <laughs> playing Big Ten teams. And even with James Franklin's faults, uh, Penn State's going to dominate this one. It would be really hilarious if this is how Maryland gets the bowl eligibility knocking off Penn State. And if they do, we get Bobby Knighted. Fair. You, Fair it enough. needs to be Bobby Knight and then the chair going across the screen. Fair. I will concede. <laughs> <Meeting> a terrapin. <laughs> I will concede these terms. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Next up, Marshall at Appalachian State. This one will be on NFL Network because why not? Uh, <laughs> Marshall always – I feel like Marshall is always the team that ends up getting at least one, if not two, NFL Network games a year. Right. And they always do really fucking good on the NFL Network. It does feel that way. But Which this game is – my pick. It, this game is in Boone, North Carolina, which explains my pick. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that explains state. my pick, too. This game is guaranteed to be the, the most entertaining game of the weekend. It's on NFL Network. It's Marshall. It's Appalachian State. It's a fun belt contest. It will be the greatest and, game of all time. Oh, oh, and they're both four and four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to go down as one of the classics of all classics of college football history. Uh, it's just get ready for a wild one and watch it be like 37 to nothing because I said that. That's still wild. That's it not what would I would be. predict for this it game. It would be crazy, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Next up here, let's talk about Boise State at Fresno State. The battle for the milk can. Fresno State is looking to basically stamp their way through the rest of the Mountain West on their way towards playing Air Force in that Mountain West title game, uh, which would be very entertaining, must say. Air Force Fresno State feels like the championship game we deserve. Uh, but Boise State stands in the way first in a rivalry matchup at Fresno State here. Uh, I'm picking the Bulldogs. What are you guys thinking? At Fresno State at home is a different beast. Boise State has not looked quite as good as they should this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Fresno State. To avoid the memeing partially is why I'm taking Boise State. But the reason I say that is because I feel like this game is primed for it. Boise State beat a team that we already considered very good just last weekend in Wyoming, and they beat the dog shit out of them. Now, they were at home. I get it. Maybe not as impressive as beating Wyoming at, at Wyoming. It certainly isn't. But they've played a lot of other really close games. The other game they've really gotten the break speed off of them is against Washington, who is a very dominant team. They, they've seemed to have been missing uh, a little bit of a finish to their game, and that's why they're 2-2 two and two in conference play. That's why they lost to Memphis, and that's why they lost to UCF. I do think that this team has the tools to succeed. I think if they want to 
be able to keep some some hopes and something to build on for next year. This is a big game for them to win, and it'll ruin Fresno State's season a little bit and open the door uh, for some other teams in the Mountain West to maybe sneak in and play Air Force in that conference championship game. Yeah, you bring up Wyoming, but that game was at the Boise Blue Waffle, I mean, field. So (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit of a different tilt than what we might see in Fresno. A little bit of a different feel. Oh, God. Nope. We're we're just going to lose the alarm. (laughs) Nope. Next up, the games that we have each picked, uh, because why not? Three more games apiece. Let's go. Now, is this the cock fight, or is this cockadoodle do? This is the cock bowl. It's cockadoodle duel. Cockadoodle duel? Yes. It's it's going to be on a poll. We're putting a poll up. Be sure to go vote. We're talking about Jacksonville State, the Cox, taking on South Carolina, the other Cox. Go Cox. Cox are winning this one. Cox are losing this one. It's going to be, it's going to be a messy one. I don't look. I'm taking South Carolina. I have nothing else to respond <laughs> with what was just said through my ear holes. I'm also taking South Carolina. Let's go, Cox. Uh, and I'm taking the Cox. And if you want to know which one, go to fucking YouTube. Next up. <laughs> Austin P taking let's on Eastern P. Kentucky. Bro, what is uh, with you? You have on... let's go P and go Cox go. Like what do we need to yeah, have baby. a talk? Uh they're they're playing their game on network at time Eastern, Doug. That's this, fantastic. This is, Love that. This, could, is, you, this is kind of my fault. I was gonna say you yeah. could do it yourself. <laughs> this is kind of my fault. But we are uh network we're split at here. Time Eastern. <laughs> We're splitting we'll on a network at, at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's going to be on ESPN Plus because, of course, it is. Of course, it is. Uh, I'm it's taking at Eastern five Kentucky. Eastern. Or sorry, I'm taking Austin P. Doug is taking Eastern Kentucky. I want to know what's going on there. We know Tug's saying "Let's go P." We know who he's taking. Doug, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I just I still have an unrealistic belief in Parker McKinney. And I will say, uh, I do think the four and four record for Eastern Kentucky is extremely, extremely misleading. Uh, Two of those losses are against power five FBS opponents. Another one of those losses is to a top 15 Western Carolina team by three points. And then the other one is by three points to, a very potential playoff team in Gardner Webb on the road. Like I think Eastern Kentucky is legitimately underrated because of that four and four record. Austin P on the other hand, yes, they're putting together a decent season. It's about what we expected of Austin P. I don't feel anything necessarily special about this squad compared to previous teams. They've also had a couple of slip ups recently not in terms of losses, but double overtime against Southern Utah. That's sketch to me. It's Southern I, Utah. Come on. I agree with you, but I also know what Austin P brings to the table a lot more than Eastern Kentucky. And I knew I could sucker you into taking Eastern Kentucky. So I had to take the opportunity to maybe gain a spot on you. This was very much a strategic pick for me for a game because of everything you said. Yes, Eastern Kentucky is underrated. I do expect it to be a good game. 
could get a bonus point. But two, I knew you'd take him because I knew you had a favorite player at quarterback playing there. So you've fallen straight into my trap. Congratulations. Ha, awesome. I will play my trap card. I awesome. will be watching Network at Time Eastern in order to see how this one goes. <laughs> awesome P, I think, getting this one done. Because I know what they bring to the table. Like I said, I've sure. seen them play a lot more. Uh, and they I have bring a lot peas more. to the table. <laughs> Let's go P. You know, right. let's go pee. What a uh, great way to end on that one. We're going to end with yeah. a boring one. It's Western Kentucky against UTEP. UTEP kind of sucks. Western Kentucky is a chicken nugget. We got Cox, pee, and chicken nuggets. It's going to be a fantastic weekend for me. Come hang out with me. All right, so I, I just have one question before we move on. Who at the Sickos Committee do you bounce these game ideas off of? We're all I know you work with remember? them. You have to. These are all Sicko Committee games. Did you vote in the Sickos Committee poll? I did not. Yes, my my poll results are in our Discord. Link's going to be in the description. It's been so the final body is also in the Discord. Yes, See the it top is. 30. Or you can go check them out on X. At I don't I don't think they respected what I put in there because I said JMU not being allowed in a bowl game, and they just said JMU was ranked. So I would like to just let everybody know JMU not being allowed in a bowl game was my official pick, not JMU itself. Uh, we'll see. You're you're probably in the others receiving votes category. Jam, you not making a bowl game somewhere. <laughs> One. I need to. I need to go see it. Yeah, it's probably gonna be me. Somebody wrote out this entire paragraph about how Jam you deserves to be in. It's it received a vote. <laughs> Damn it, that wasn't me though. <laughs> oh, I I don't know if that's real or not. I was talking about you. Anyway, all right. My games of the weekend will be at times on networks. Good. Real. Multiple times uh, on multiple networks? Different times and all different networks. Oh, okay. Uh, starting us off here, number 17, Villanova at New Hampshire. The CAA has been interesting this season on a whole bunch of different levels. Uh, really feels like after Delaware, you have a toss-up all around. Uh, Villanova is a part of that. To me, New Hampshire is a part of that too, even though they, again, it's a four and four team that I'm falling in love with for some reason. Uh, I There are a couple of players on New Hampshire that I really love watching. Max Brosmer, Dylan Love. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I really... I'm giving a lot of qualifiers to that. I don't believe in the Wildcats as much as number 17 makes it out to be like I ought to. Uh, I'm, I'm going with New Hampshire at home. I, I can't blame you for taking New Hampshire this time of year at home. That is a that is an X factor because you never know what the weather is going to be up, uh, up in New Hampshire this time. But I'm taking Nova. Nova surprised me earlier this year taking on URI uh, and handling business very very well. I expect them to do the same against the New Hampshire team that just played uh, URI very, very closely. No, it's Wait, not what, a urinary what's... rat in- infection. Thank you for correctly. Pee, chicken nuggets, <laughs> urinary rat infections. We're killing it. Nova's winning this one, though. <laughs> Next up, Southern at Alcorn State. Uh, very much is this the slide where you tried to correct yourself because i feel like you i picked first you just picked opposite everything i did that's not what was intended to have happen (laughs) i just just wanted to pick alcorn state against southern 
and you decided not to. So interesting. We'll see what happens here. Um, no, Alcorn State has been surprising to me this season. Southern has been about this good for the past couple of years, feels like. Alcorn's been on the rise. It's at home. I want to see what they can do. This is more of a pick for me to finally get to sit down and watch them more than anything, honestly. I haven't seen an Alcorn game this season. But, hey, I I, I want somebody else to make the SWAG championship game. <laughs> so let's Fair. go with Alcorn. I, I've yeah. seen Southern a little bit, uh, and just the bits and pieces that I've seen, I can tell it's a pretty solid put-together team. Uh, so that I, it, it's not much, but it's more than I've seen at Alcorn, so definitely some bias there of, hey, I've actually seen one of these teams play. Fair enough. I just took a gut shot pick here, so I went with Southern. Fair enough. Fair I also enough. like we'll Southern's color scheme a lot more. I don't know. Yeah, the purple and yellow is exciting, though. Next up here, Kansas at Iowa State. I know Kansas is ranked, especially after the upset of Oklahoma. Definitely helped push them over the top here. Iowa State is actually the favorite in this game, and they're at home. I'm picking the Cyclones to beat the Jayhawks in maybe a little bit of an emotional come down after finally beating the Sooners. This has all the makings of a trap game for Kansas coming off the big win, Uh, but – I have faith that they can stay true to themselves and pull out another win here against Iowa State. You know, Kansas is coming out of really a dark age for the program. And who's been at the front of that? Lance Leopold. And who's been under center for all of that? Not Jaden Daniels. He has not been yeah, under center the entire Daniels. time. <laughs> he's, he's been in and out of games, my man. Right. <laughs> Either way, with Lance Leopold <laughs> at the front, they've become a better team. I I think he's going to have them ready for this one. And I it did cross my mind, man, they just beat Oklahoma. Maybe they're going to have a, a big letdown here. But I, I think, uh, I believe in Lance Leopold. He's going to have them ready for this one. You know who led Iowa State out of being absolute dog shit every season, though, was Matt Campbell. And guess yeah, but he only led them Campbell. to average mediocrity. Yeah, and that's better than Kansas has ever had in their history. So they're doing that too. Good for them. But Iowa State's been doing it longer. (laughs) All right, what games do you have for us, Tug? All right, uh, I'm rolling in here. I got an SEC matchup uh, to start the day because it just means more. Uh, I'm not surprised at any of these picks. Uh, Arkansas, I am looking for them to fight to make something out of being two and six. I've got Arkansas traveling to... Florida at 12 Eastern on ESPN two. Look, I don't think either of these teams have lived up to expectations. I also don't think Arkansas has played to its potential this year. That's what makes this game really interesting for me. Uh, Florida has a chance to clinch a bowl uh, and Arkansas has a chance to avoid uh, being eliminated from a bowl. I really do think this is going to be a great game today uh, or not today, this weekend. Uh, I'm going with the Gators though. Bug, I see you're going with the pigs. I can't blame you, uh, but what 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 brings you back to the pig side here? It's that time of year where teams do start getting eliminated from bowl contention. I don't trust Florida. That's really the big thing here. Does you that need, mean you trust Arkansas? You need an offensive line to win games, and Arkansas has done a really good job of letting all of their offensive linemen get injured. 
I'm really confused. Who are you picking? (laughs) The flip side of this is I really don't trust Florida. And I get to say, woo, pig suey. And it'll be much louder on Monday after Arkansas wins this one. All right. Fair enough. Great. But Arkansas is on the road and they suck. All right, my next game, I'm going to the big sky. There's always entertaining matchups there. Uh, I'm taking Portland State, taking on UC Davis. Both are four and four here, both kind of in the middle of the pack of the big sky uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. I'm taking the road team here. I'm taking uh, Portland State. You guys are taking UC Davis. What are you seeing? I don't trust either of them at all. Correct. I flipped a coin legitimately <laughs> i thought about just putting a random logo up here again because that's what doug <laughs> likes to do whenever portland state's involved uh but i uc davis has just had better moments this year they've definitely had worse moments too uh, but i feel like we're talking about them more in a positive light more than we have been with portland state uh this this really just came not not a coin flip quite like uh like Doug said, but this one this was close. UC Davis has my last memory of them being better than Portland State. It's that easy. My thought here is Portland State has taken uh what they take the beating from Washington or Oregon and then turn around and gave the same beating back to a division two opponent uh in the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just a wild turn of events, but I, I do like Portland State here. I have no good reason for it, just taking a gut shot. And then my final game at 8 p.m. Eastern in primetime on the ACC Network because uh, they don't deserve a real primetime slot, either of these teams. Uh, we have Florida taking on the Wolfpack at NC State. My, uh, not Florida, Miami at 6-2 and two, taking on the Wolfpack of NC State at 5-3. and three. Look, guys, I like the Canes. They've turned around. They finally started winning ACC games, uh, and they also tend to win ACC games on the road, not at home. This is a road game. I like the Hurricanes here. Yeah, as much as you hate on Brian Kelly, you do suck a lot of Mario Cristobal. He's not wrong. Picking the wolf back here. Fuck the Canes. I I struggled with the the Clemson-North Carolina State game pick a lot. That was on the CW. It doesn't count. Uh, well, it did count, and NC State beat the dog shit out of Clemson. I'm not gonna lie, not I really, almost, I almost took the CW game this week, but it was for uh, Georgia Tech at Virginia, and I was like, no, 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 that no. that game's gonna be phenomenal. <laughs> Just wait. That's a sickos game. Mm-hmm. North Carolina State. The big thing with the Wolfpack is kind of what I talk about every time they come up. They are extremely physical, and I do think that that was the difference maker. For the Clemson game, they were able to jump out early, beat the shit out of them all game. I think they're going to do the same thing to Miami, who has already had issues playing in the ACC, and they're going to have to do it on the fucking road. So and You know what's great about a physical team is they can force fumbles, so when Miami refuses to take a knee again, NC State's going to scoop and score that bitch. There it is. <laughs> yep. There it is. All wrapped up in a nice little bell. I'm going with the Wolfpack. <laughs> Before we get out of here, do you want to preview a couple of prospects worth looking forward to in the upcoming NFL draft in Detroit for some reason? 
Uh, anyway, starting us off here, wide receiver for Colorado State, Tory Horton. Uh, I know we all picked Wyoming, but Tory Horton is definitely a part of why Colorado State is enjoyable to watch this season. Coming up on beating his career high is in catches and touchdowns already. Very possible he catches both of those this week. Pun slightly intended. Uh, was a transfer from Nevada. Came along with his head coach when he left Nevada for Colorado State. Another in-conference transfer there in 2022. Look at that vertical, though. Very yeah, exciting that's... stuff. Tory Horton is, I believe, an underrated athlete at the receiver position. Not necessarily the most polished of route runners, but just finds a way to get the ball. And I love that. I'd much rather have that than a guy who can run routes and drop it. No. <laughs> That's where I'm at. And I love it. They're playing on this is a picture playing at the blue turf. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love everything about it. The Boise blue. Uh, nope. Leaving that alone. I want you to pronounce this name, Tug. <laughs> uh, Edifon. Ulo Fashio. You got the first name perfectly. I want to hear that last name again. I was I wasn't listening. I was too impressed. Ulo Fashio. Yeah, close enough. I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, linebacker for Washington uh, has been around for a very long ass time. All at Washington, though. Got to give him props for that. Since 2018, his red shirt season where he still played a little bit because that's like the first year that you were able to do that as a red shirt. <laughs> that's how long this guy's been in college. Uh, here's the thing to know about Edifon is he had, does have a little bit of an in injury history, a couple of knee issues, what held him out of last year for significant portions of the season. But that does appear to be fully healed. It was really only one injury that seemed to linger for a little bit because he tried to get back on the field too soon. I do think he'll be fine. Uh, he should be ready to go for like combine testing season, all of that. And he's putting up the best season that he's ever had. Not really much of a runs uh, support or pass rush linebacker, more of a coverage guy for most of his career. Still has two sacks this season. And 41 solo tackles, 57 overall. That is by far and away his best season at the linebacker position. Also, I really love this completion percentage allowed. So PFF is the one who tracks this. Shout out to PFF. Um, I, I don't know if a lot of their grades are that accurate, but I like some of their advanced stats. And they're one of the only places that actually give them to me for every college football player. So love that. Uh, completion percentage allowed, though. I, I love seeing this in a place where it is lower than the average of the quarterbacks you have faced. That means you're doing better than those quarterbacks on most downs, if that makes sense. Uh, he's played some pretty decent quarterbacks already this season and allowing – a lower completion percentage than they normally have. That's a great sign. Keep it up and maybe a versatile threat in the near future if he can keep up this pressure rate. 
maybe get his hand on some more footballs. Be a very exciting prospect to watch out for. No hype around him, in large part because he's been in college so dang long and some knee injury concerns from last season. We'll see. It might be a little unfair to say. The only thing I would like to see more out of him, he's clearly a coverage linebacker, which is fantastic. Uh, I haven't, I, I don't see his passes defended on here. That might make up for this, but the lack of INTs is a little concerning, but he's at least doing something right, hitting the ball or hitting the receiver to keep the completion percentage down. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to watch him against, Caleb Williams this week, which should be pretty telling. I'm hoping that Caleb Williams throws him eight interceptions because that would be great for multiple reasons. Yes. <laughs> you just want to see future Big Ten teams go against each other. I get it. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about, baby. Oh, man. I guess that's going to do it for the big dudes in the trenches this episode here. Uh, before we go, I, I guess go around the horn here, but I do want to start us off with uh, I had this idea. I want to run it by you guys. That's dangerous. I know. Hear me out. I was going to make a belt out of watches. It sounds like an interesting idea, but I was concerned it might be a waste of time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so happy. I was not sure where that was going, but I'm so happy right now. Oh, That's a good one. Thank you. All right, so first things first. I mentioned it on the show last week. If you were with us uh, on Thursday, or yeah, no, earlier this week, on Monday. It's Thursday now. If you're with us on Monday, I mentioned it that uh, you know, I'm shaving my mustache, and if you're watching us live, you can see my baby face. Uh, but I just put it in the comments here, and I'll be posting the link to my Mo Space for November, where I'm raising money for men's health, help change the face of men's health, whether it's suicide prevention, mental health, prostate, or testicular cancer. November donates, takes all the donations, and sends it out to charities worldwide for all kinds of different men's health initiatives. Please check them out, and if you have the means to do so, donate. My goal this year is $300 after raising $280 and smashing my $150 goal last year. However, a little bit get him to three fifty. Yeah, give me the, give me the three fifty. Let's see. Let's let's see how high no, we can bump no, those no. numbers up. I, I need about three fifty. Three fifty. I need about three fifty. Hey, did y'all know that you know Lance is? It's kind of an uncommon name now. But in medieval times, people were named Lance a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Didn't know that. <laughs> All right. We have our links. They are scrolling through the bottom on the screen. Uh, we will link them in the description below. Oh, uh, read them. I'm doing it. <laughs> no, you're not. You're telling people where you can find them. Yeah, and then I'm going to read thing. it like I always do. We have our Patreon, patreon.com slash btfootball, x.com slash btfootball. <clears throat> Facebook.com slash BT football, Instagram.com slash BT underscore football, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, all one word. Uh, YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, mailbox at BT football.com, BDT football.com, and our Discord, 
I don't care, guys. I love our fans. They can find it in the links below. Boo. Ah, yes. Let the boo rain down. Links, 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 Read them, Tug. I did. One more time. One more time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's clearly all the time we have in the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the Tetris.